Did you know, in the show The Walking Dead, the character Negan can be seen playing Gears of War 2? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast episode 136. My name's Gareth Brown. I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How are you doing, James? Hey, hey. Not too much, thank you. Good. All right. Hey, hey, he's back. Good. He is. Yeah. He's getting in there before I fall. Ah, good. Glad. Yeah. <laughs> and on my virtual right is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? Hi, hey, hey. Uh, sorry, I had to get that in there first then. I'm just a bit sad that James sort of ruined the jeopardy then. I think the listeners were just sat there waiting to see who was going to be on this week. Oh, and he's yeah. he's ruined oh, it. He's just he's just outed right, right, me. Right. Yeah. Um, at least he didn't out uh, Darren Edwards. Blimey, straight in there. <laughs> Poor Darren's away on holiday. <laughs> now, now he's dropped his margarita, smashed on the ground. <laughs> um, and I'm my virtual opposite, of course, it's Sir Richard Dobson. How you doing, Richard? God, I just sat on Edwards here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, calm oh, down. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Dan, uh, oh, my uh, impression was uncanny. It was very good. He's now... And he's taking the HR. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get him wrong. It's from Paul, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, if you'd have done this guy's accent in Italian, that would have been perfect. Um... How's your week been? Let's start with Richard. Richard, how's your week been? What have you been doing? Uh, nothing as exciting as Darren, by the sounds of it. But um, I've watched a couple of films. So I'm continuing with the uh, Pierce Brosnan, James Bond films at the cinemas. So this week was Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, I've obviously seen that many times as well. Um, but yeah, friend, friend and I were once again laughing at all the quips. I think my favourite in this one was uh, at the very beginning where he ejects the guy in, from the back of his plane into the plane that he's, he's above, and he just goes, backseat drivers, which uh, <laughs> always always a fan of that one. And funnily enough, it was on TV as well at the weekend, so I started watching it, and then I thought, what am I doing here? Because I'm literally going to see it at the cinema in a few days, so I had yeah. to pull myself off of ITV. Good. Don't pull yourself off ITV, Richard McMahon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, there's a matron just um, dying to be inserted there. But anyway. Paul, what about you? What's your week been like? Um, my week has been absolutely dreadful, thanks for asking. Mm. Um, first of all, um, regular listeners will know that last week I was all excited about going night fishing on Monday night. Um, and then it all got cancelled because one of the fellas that I was going with his partner decided to have her sister come to visit and apparently it wasn't the done thing to go fishing when the sister is in the house. So we had to cancel the whole thing and that made me sad. Um, And then yesterday, just to make, just to sort of compound the misery, I had to go to London (laughs) of all places. Um, So I was at Covent Garden Flower Market at half past five in the morning, having left home at three in order to miss the traffic because it's the only time 
if before about 5.30 in the morning is the only time that you can actually move on London's roads, I've found. He doesn't. He doesn't um, you just don't know what you're doing. That's all right. That's I know problem. exactly what you I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. You can move around you know the whole of London quite easily. Just got to know the right if places you, to if go. You, if you say the word underground, I'm going to drive down to London. No, I can drive through the whole of London. Might it's easy. You. It just has to be in loads of cabs. Easy. It's easy. No, no, no. When, you, when you learn to drive in London, it's fine. It's, it's, easy. It's, it's not a matter of knowing how I know how to drive in London. My my objections to driving in London is the instant I turned left off um, the North Circular to come down Edgware Road. Um, what's his face? The mayor of London stuck his hand in his pocket in my pocket and took twelve pound fifty out. Yeah, which I really don't think is fair. No. Um, and also, if you leave. In, in a normal town, in a normal place to drive, you would leave a small gap between yourself and the car in front. If you do that in London, you get three taxis and a motorcycle courier in it. Yeah, you've just got to be... And it's, it's just bonkers. You've got to be so aggressive. Yeah. It's, it's just ridiculous. Pretend Londoners it... need to be a bit nicer to each other, I reckon. Paul, just pretend it's a city. That's all I say to you when you come a out. City. <laughs> Pretend it's, it's a city. Instead of a well, I, I can't use the adjective <laughs> I was about to use. Instead of a great big outhouse. Yeah. yeah Pretend right, it's then. a city when you come down. <laughs> There's some million people in there. You know, I, I drive in a, in cities all the time. I drive in Leicester. I drive in Glasgow. I drive in Edinburgh. I drive in Nottingham. No problems. Come to London. Forget about it. Right. Yeah. Um. What had happened to me this week? I oh, dog got very ill and spent a lot of money, which makes you go, that's why you shouldn't ever privatise the NHS. Um, and I got run over by a moped. And I watched the Better Call Saul finale, which was on Tuesday. And if Better Call Saul fans out there have probably seen it, that was, it was a bit of perfection. It ended perfectly. Really good, really good, really good programme. And that was, that, was, that was the light at the end of Tuesday. I enjoyed that very much. Um, but we're not going to talk about these things I, of vets. I, I, and... don't, I don't think you can just gloss over the fact that you got run over by a moped. How did you manage to get run over by a moped? I, a moped piled into me when I was sort of trying to sort the dogs out and I flew into some bins and they were very apologetic and nearly crying and then I, I said, don't worry, I'm in a rush as I limped away. Was, was this was this a stunt for one of your uh, sixty? Could have been, yeah, yeah, should have been a good stunt, but I'm alright. <laughs> I'm okay. Goodness. And the and the dog's okay now. Yeah? Dog's good after a thousand pounds down the road, but yeah, it's good. So excellent. So that's good news. Then. That's good news. Um, right, you lot. What games have we been playing? Let's go yeah, yeah. with Richard. Oh, James, I'm not James. James. James doesn't get to talk right. about his week, clearly. Right. You've not done anything oh, exciting. James, no. sorry, James. You, tell us about it. It's better, it's better be good. Tell us about it's it, better James. Be, yeah, I'm looking forward to no, this. No, no, you've you up. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst case. We'll have a go first, and you can start now. <laughs> uh, uh, no, not a lot. I haven't done a lot recently, but I'm watching a Netflix series called Extraordinary Attorney Woo. It's a legal drama, which I mean, there's, there's a lot of drama out there. But in this one, the main character is an attorney who has autism. And it's just a really lovely TV series about how the character manages in the real world. 
you know, in awkward situations, discrimination, but it's also quite charming. Um, and there's a bit of romance. And it's just really good. Yeah. And I've been watching, I think I've watched about 12 episodes, about an hour each. Um, I'd highly recommend it. I think it's number one on Netflix in, in foreign language films, so TV series. Oh, he's got some um, great reviews, I suppose, yeah. It's really lovely. Yeah. I'd highly recommend it. Extraordinary Attorney Wu. Extraordinary Attorney Wu. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. Now, games. Let's talk about games. That's why we're here. Uh, let's start with Richard. Richard, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a couple couple of games for review. Um, one of them is an older game that when uh, it got on, the sequel got announced, Corner, Corner 2 got announced a few weeks ago. I was trawling through the Xbox Hub archives to see where the review for the original was, and it wasn't there, um, which was weird because when I read about the second one, I could have sworn it was a, a Gareth game. I think I did it. I don't know why. what happened there. I'm sure I did it. I definitely, yeah. That, sounds, that feels really weird. <laughs> it's very, very odd, but uh, it's got an Xbox Series X upgrade anyway, so if I can't find it, then then at least we can go along that that mm. vein it's it's had an upgrade but yeah i've been playing the original corner this week um it's a real unusual murder mystery sort of game in this semi-open world you get um you play as a detective who gets called to this this town in, in northern canada uh to help out an old friend but when you turn up he's he's dead um, along with seemingly everyone else in this town, uh, and you need to piece together why they are, why they're dead. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of different mysteries ongoing as you you walk around this town. But there's also some survival elements to it. So because it's in the middle of a blizzard, you need to keep warm, you need to keep fed, um, and keep um, your your brain active by by uh, drinking water and maintaining um i'm trying to think of the word if you oh, bear with me uh, <laughs> what, you, what, you, what word are you after i don't know we need to say it give us a clue <laughs> so there's there's three things yeah. there's three bars basically your health bar uh a, a heat bar depending on how warm you are and a bar for your your brains um, which, which disappears. Which... <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that that well-known one. <laughs> and um, it drops down as you get colder, obviously, and if you don't drink water and that, uh, which then impacts your ability to find things and see see as clearly, and the the length of time that you can sprint as well. Right. Um, so it's it's an unusual game because it's sort of like. Um, almost like a sci-fi element to it as well, which mm-hmm. won't go into too much detail because it's it's interesting to see that part of the story evolve. But yeah, it's like a, a murder mystery uh, investigative um, survival open world. <laughs> All yeah. of those things together. Good. And how's it, how's it look on the Series X? Is it a little bit of a graphical improve? You didn't play the first one, did you? No, but uh, I mean, it looks because it, it's all in first person. It mm. looks fine. There's a lot of reused assets because I think um, it's still quite an indie game mm. at the same time. Uh, but because it's in a blizzard, there's a lot of white. But okay. the white looks good. 
Yeah, I remember it now. Wow, kind of good. Um, Paul, let's go to Hello. you. Let's go to me. Would you like to know what I've been playing, guys? No. Is that way? But I'm going to go right, to you well, anyway. <laughs> I'll tell you something. What I've been playing is just about any game I can get hold of to get achievements in. Ah, yes. Me and Paul uh-huh. are in an achievement um, race, you see, to get to... 400,000 firsts, and it's, a, it's tight. It's a very tight race. It, it is. At the moment, I was just checking the stats before I came on. So far this month, I have earned 18,800 achievement points. Gee. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and that's still only good enough for third place on my list of friends, <laughs> believe it or not. The first place is this other fella called Gareth, who's got more than 20,000. Wow. I have I have no idea where he's getting these games from. So if any listeners out there have got any suggestions of games that are cheap and give achievements just for turning them on, please let me know. Um, but when I've not been engaging in uh, cheap and cheerful games, um, I've been playing a game called Celasta Crown of the Magister, um, which is on Game Pass. And is basically it's a, it's another one of the tactical turn-based RPGs, but it's got a very strong Dungeons & Dragons feel, so much so that when you initiate contact, it, um, it rolls a dice to see who gets initiative in the fight and how mm. successful you're going to be and all sorts of things. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fair way into that now. I'm just, I've done the first location. I've gone to the second and I've just been jumped by about 50,000 birds that appear to be on fire. So yeah, it's not going well at the moment. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, the, the graphics are tiny. I wouldn't be at all surprised to, to learn that it's a, um, it was a PC game first of all because the stats and everything else is even on my reasonably sized telly are so tiny i have to go and sit on the floor cross-legged in front of the screen to have a chance of reading them um but yeah there's more stats and things than you can shake a stick at and if you want to be a magic user you have to prepare your magic beforehand in order to be able to cast it and all sorts of things it's very complicated very nice looking um, and keep your eyes open for an upcoming review. Oh, good, exciting! Mm, any any exactly. questions from the boys? You don't have to. No, nothing. The boys, they don't care, do they? Right. They're just not bothered. I'm confused, mate. Right <laughs> uh, you're not the only one, mate. I'm playing it, and I'm confused. So, <laughs> um, I've got a game that confused you. This is called uh, Thymessa. I think it's um, Thymessa. I think it's maybe that's how you say. It. Um, it's a Souls-like game. That came. That I think it came out on eighteenth, maybe today. Um, and it's yeah, it's a Souls-like game. So you you play. Um, this, you're in this world, in very much Souls-like as well. This kind of town that's been corrupted by a sort of plague that's turned it into kind of creatures. And your character is like half raven, has these kind of abilities, and you you're. Your basic is to go around this town and try to find memories, and memories are like souls in the Dark Souls world that you collect. Um, and the combat is very Souls-like, as in your um, it's very tactical. You have to kind of like be patient. 
if you die, you have to go, you have to go back and they recollect your souls. So all the kind of souls-like type stuff is there. The good news here, if you don't have a, you don't have to worry about stamina, <laughs> which is quite quite a nice thing. So it has that kind of it almost becomes quite like Bloodborne in a sense in that speed. You know, Bloodborne has stamina, but it has that kind of that speed to it more than a Elden Ring or a Dark Souls. And you know, after playing Elden Ring for a long time, it's it's nice to kind of go back into that rhythm of like getting to a boss and then dying and then going back and going, how can I do this? Let's work out the rhythm of it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's I really enjoyed. It. I really enjoyed the little world and I like the way the kind of narrative gets drip fed to you. You don't it's not you don't start with these huge cutscenes. You kind of work stuff out as you go along, like you do in the other Soul games. I mean, the only other things if you're not a Souls game type fan i don't think there's much there but it's, it's really it looks good it it's fast it's yeah i really enjoyed it really enjoyed it i think paul might like it yeah i was going to say why why did you get to review it did you do it for review or yeah i think i reviewed it yeah yeah i did review it yeah, it's out this week it's out it's done. you know i thought i was the souls like correspondent but yeah. I never even saw it on the list. You must have just jumped have in there. It was on the list for a couple of days. I don't think it was only me that went for it. Um, ah. There you go. You okay, so but it's good then, is it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Is it's, it as good as is it as good as Elden Ring? God, no. It's a small development team, you know. So it's almost like if you think of what's the kind of little two D platform that Souls like um, Mario. No, the oh. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, help me. Um, um, is it Hades or no. Hollow Knight? Hollow Knight, thank you, Richard. Yeah, and it, it's in that kind of world of like you know small development team, but the same principles. Yeah, but really so good. Is it how is it presented? Is it an open world game or is it like yeah? It has that kind of well? no. It's it's an open world game. It's you know completely three hundred sixty degrees. You're traveling around, you so it has that kind of soul. Want, yeah, but there's it's not like Elden Ring open world. It's more like dark souls or bloodborne you know there's probably different routes and different shortcuts you can unlock but it's pretty it's you know you're going down one route towards a boss you keep mentioning bloodborne but i don't have a playstation i've never played ah, it there you go. yeah so if it's like dark souls then groovy i like yeah. dark souls i think you like it yeah excellent good i will look out for is it is the achievements easy no so don't worry about that. Don't, this, don't start I can't that play it then. Don't play oh, it good. now. No. No. <laughs> Not till I reach 400,000 no. anyway. No. Um, who's next? Let's go back to Richard. Richard, what have we got? Not me. <laughs> what about <laughs> poor James? Oh, God. <laughs> Do you know what? Have you two fell out or something? Is, all... is there a, is something going know. on in the background? <laughs> <laughs> I've gone... I've run you over. <laughs> I've got a really weird order I've put stuff in in this order it's not working for me um, James I'm so sorry go on what have we got not once but twice it's better be good <laughs> um, first game is Tower Sweeper which is like a Rising Eyes version of Minesweeper have you all played Minesweeper mm. we all yes know absolutely yes. yeah Good. Right, well, I'm ready my super, but in 3D, and when you click the tiles, they fall away into lava. Mm. Good, yeah? Yeah. Um, so basically, you've got arcade and classic levels, and the classic ones are like your normal 9x9 grids and 16x16 grids. And it's very basic. But in arcade, 
she should play inside like a castle and outside the castle and that's the theme um so it's weird shaped grids rather than conventional ones so you could be solving the grid as you're going up the stairs um so it's quite different but it is still my sweeper um i think it's probably the best version of my sweeper it gets very tricky now when you've got like 1,000 or more tiles in some of the later levels. Um, but the only thing that really irritated me was that the standard levels aren't necessarily solvable. You've got standard and solvable. So I was playing the standard mode, and I kept thinking, why am I dying all the time? Why am I blowing up the bombs? And it's because they actually were solvable. Because it's random. Um, okay. It's very frustrating. Really frustrating. Um, but otherwise, it's a nice little Minesweeper modernization. It's very cool. And I think it's about six quid. It's not too bad. And you'll get a few hours out of it. Good. Yeah. Um, sweeper. <laughs> Tile Sweeper. I've forgotten about that other game. Minesweeper. God, that was my days in the 90s. Stuck in temping jobs playing that. Um, good. Very good. Thank you, James. That was worth it. Can I ask a quick question? Please? Yes, Richard. Of course you can, Richard. Because um, there, there was a Minesweeper variant in Arcade Paradise as well, and I spent far too long okay. with that. But um, what are the achievements like for Tilesweeper? Asking they're irritating. Because for... they're all... The more odd numbers, and it's like opening so many tiles, like thousands of tiles, um, and hitting so many bombs. I mean, with time, you can easily get them all, but it's just a bit of a slog. Okay. Um, I think one of the first achievements I got was from one game of score. <laughs> or something stupid. Yeah. So once you get that one, you kind of have to see it through. Yeah. You can't add the odd numbers. Um. But yeah, okay. I'll ask you a question. Did you say it was about six quid? Yeah, six pound. You never check now, six pound 19. That's not too bad. Good. Richard's happy. What else have you been playing, Richard? Um, another game that's got odd numbered achievements is, and it's come out today, I believe, it's called Curse to Golf, which mm-hmm. um, is a, like a 2D golf game with roguelike elements. I think it's roguelike and not rogue light. I don't know the difference between the two. If someone wants to explain them to me, they can do. No one knows. <laughs> no one cares. What's the point? <laughs> it's one of those type of games anyway. So yeah. you start off on the eighteenth hole of like the 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 last on the last day of this golf tournament and you're gonna win it and be known as the best golfer of all time. But unfortunately, as you're about to put for the victory, you die. Um, <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> where there's a guy called the Scotsman waiting for you there. Um, he's explaining, you know, you, you're dead sort of thing. But there is there is one way that you can get out of all this if you complete the, the 18 holes uh, in purgatory. Um, but rather than it just being a traditional golf course it's there's loads of different levels and verticality to it and everything because it's on a 2d plane um but you need to complete these these holes uh, under par 
because it'll give you uh, I think it gives you five shots at the beginning of every level. Uh, you can add you can add shots, but every shot you take obviously reduces that to zero. If you reduce it to zero, that's the end of that run done basically, and you have to start from the very first hole again. So it, it sort of it feels like it should have almost been done before. In that sense, like it, it makes complete sense for a golf game to be a roguelike. Um, but it's, it's done really well. Uh, there's a lengthy tutorial, which took me about 40 minutes to do because it explains absolutely everything you need to know. And then after that, it's just trying to beat these 18 holes um, to then move on. I think there's four courses in general, so you need to defeat four um, 72, 72 holes in total and then there's bosses at the end of each one which i don't know i've not got that far yet um but i am reviewing it so i should have a review out soon i think some i think i've seen a few out and they've given it very high scores i've seen a nine out of ten and a five stars for it right um and i i think it could quite easily be up there once i've had a bit more time with it but yes it's an interesting game oh good yeah i know i might look at that one I think it would drive me mad, but I think it would, yeah, it does look really that a, Was that a golfing pun? Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> and you know I'm doing it, you see. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't know I'm doing it. Um, Thank you. I'm here all week. Good. Paul, what have you got? Hello. What's your second one? Uh, my second one um, I'm going to talk about is a sort of shooty-shooty game called After Wave Downfall. Um, now, I know that you're old enough, Gareth. I don't know if these other two gentlemen are. Do you remember an arcade game called Space Harrier? I do, yeah. Yes. Well, it's a bit like that, except you're not flying around the screen. You're driving a, a little tiny battleship down a river um, and shooting into the screen and trying to destroy all these enemies. The story of the game is that there's been a purple meteorite landed on the Earth and it's transformed normal creatures into baddies. So like the bosses that you have to fight, things like catfish and beavers and stuff. All of the enemies appear to be river-related because you never get off this river. Um, and basically you go through the levels, you shoot a load of fish and other enemies, you power up your um, little battleship. There seems to be a kind of rogue-like light, whatever it is, element to this in that you earn points that you can then upgrade your battleship with and the next time you run through the game those upgrades are still there um so you get extra health extra damage that kind of thing um and all in all it's pretty good um there's three levels to it and then there's a load of little mini games you can unlock afterwards and best of all for me in my current sort of gaming habits um, you can get all 1,000 points of achievements within about 20 minutes Brilliant. without even finishing the first level. So, yeah, fantastic. Um, I, I, it's got that kind of, even though I'd got all of the achievements, normally when I've got all the achievements in a game, I stop playing it. Um, but this one's got that sneaky little hook. It just keeps dragging me back for another go. Um, it's helped that you can play it co-op as well with somebody on the same screen. So me and my son will sit here and shoot a load of enemies together. And it, it's it's quite a good game. I 
quite enjoyed it. So the review will be live on the site shortly, I understand. Great. Should have told me this, Paul. Well, achievements are really, really hard, Gareth, and you'll hate it. Yeah, 20 minutes. (laughs) This sounds like, this is it. It's my backup. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be scouring your back catalog to see what you've been playing, believe me. Um, Good. Thank you. Let's go to James now, just so I don't miss him Mm. out for a second one. James, what have you got? (laughs) Hi, James. Excellent. Okay, right. Uh, uh, Did you survive? Is my next game. Um, I played it a week or two ago and reviewed it so you can read a full review. But it's basically a game about Digimon. Oh, what, what are Digimons? I've got no idea. Digimon, the digital monsters. Right, good. And they are the champions. <laughs> um, can you keep them in your pocket? I mean, Thank you. Have you got your pocket file? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's a visual novel, and mm, is it real time tactical mm, hybrid? It's a bit of tactical gameplay and visual novel combined. It's mainly a visual novel, and it focused on these group of teenagers that somehow end up in the Digimon World, I don't think it's too much away, but they then meet up with some nice Digimon, they become their partners, and some bad Digimon are trying to sacrifice them. Um, Blimey. As you do. Uh, and it's quite dark, pretty <coughs> morbid, and I think there's a jump scare in the first half hour. It's a little bit eerie. Um, and you meet this pair of kids that don't really talk, they just stand there and stare at you. It's all very weird. Um, but yeah, it, it, I've got no idea what this game is. Yeah, I was thinking kids that just stand there and stare at you, just teenagers. This is brilliant. I love this. It sounds like a weird. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's seen it for yourself. But yeah, so you've got to basically fight the Digimon and fight whoever's pulling the strings of the, you know, aggressive Digimon. And the visual novel side is more about building karma and relationships, <laughs> deciding who you want to help and not help. And if you don't help certain people, they might die. Um, oh, no. It gets really serious. You can actually lose them and their Digimon partner. It's a double dose of devastation. Um, so yeah, if you want a better explanation, watch a video or read the review in full. Yeah, you could have said. How are the, how are the achievements? Um, long-winded. All right, no good then. Now I think it's three, possibly four different endings. You need to go through it quite a lot. Wow. Can you not? Can you save it at some point and then sort of cheese the endings, or do you have to play no. the whole thing again? It's a new, it's a new game plus. This is a, this is this the awful. this isn't the achievement podcast, do you lot? Well, I think it's going to have to turn uh, well, into one, Gareth. Poor, this is yeah. Um, thank you. Any more that, no, that game sounds mad. Could you could have said anything? We would have like said yeah, yeah, yeah. On the it's on the moon. I mean, Richard can't even understand. Yeah. 
Bruce Forsyth appears. Oh. You can say anything you like. The only thing I remember about Digimon is that they're not as good as Pokemon. Is that still the case? That's a lie. Oh my god! Take a brave man to say that. Oh my god! Well, they're, de- they're definitely not. <laughs> Digimon, we love it. Was Digimon the was Digimon the one that had the little like a little orange dinosaur doing? I don't Yeah, I don't know a little orange dinosaur thing. Yeah, he's the main character. That, that wasn't as cool as like Pikachu. Oh, Paul, again with eyes. Don't upset the kids. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> anyway, yeah. 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 Um, Sorry. Don't recommend Sorry. about London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on London. Oh, I'm sure I saw a Digimon down there. <laughs> um, I'm going to just really briefly do the last paper because we're going to run out of time. Is, um, it's, there's a review on the website. It's called A Tale of Paper Refolded um, that I reviewed. I think I gave it three and a half stars. I really enjoyed a little platformer, very much in the reign of like little nightmares in the way it looks and the way it's a small character in a kind of like a grown up world kind of moving across. But you're a little um, bit of paper. And for some reason, doesn't really explain that visual storytelling. And uh, but you can you can change into different objects. So for example, it's like origami. So you can change into a little frog to jump higher. You can go into a little ball um, that you can go down pipes or kind of move faster. You can change into a rocket at one point to give you an extra boost on the jump. So it has this kind of like little origami um, feature, which is quite a nice little game mechanic. But it's a really nice little platformer. Very short. Um, I, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's out today, I think. Again, another one out today. The review's out today, anyway. So, um, it's oh, someone's shouting upstairs. It's what happens in London. Shouts. Um, so yeah, enjoy it. Can you hear? Can you hear that, everyone? Shouting. No, 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 just me. I might be dead in a minute, so let's just move on quickly. Um, <laughs> well, it is London. It is London. Um, let's talk about news quickly. There's a couple of bits. There isn't much going on at the moment because they're going to be talking about Gamescom at the end. But um, there's a couple of... We've got some delays that came through. Um, the first one that happened um, last week, which was the um, Harry Potter game, um, that's been delayed now to the famous February window where every game's coming out next year. And I think Richard said, I forgot about this game completely. You did, didn't you, Richard? Yeah. Deliver as well. Deliver as yeah. February 2023. And we've also uh, got, what else is there? Evil West is, has been moved slightly back to 22nd of November. Right. Uh, and then today, did uh, yeah, Dead Island Two is leaked on Amazon. Uh, that's I think they got announced in 2013, yeah. uh, but that's due out February 2023 as well. So the, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a very busy time for all game reviewers and people. It's going to be quite a lot of games in this period. We're going to learn more next week in games gone about maybe some dates, some announcements, maybe. Maybe we might get a Starfield announcement date. Maybe not. Um, also, some little kind of cheeky sort of like releases. The games are still getting release dates. So The Chant, which is a game I'm really looking forward to, which is about a kind of cult group. They're very much on the lines of like The Quarry or something like that. And um, that's got a November the 8th release date, I think. Um, there's a new Ghostbusters game, which is almost like a dead for daylight type four-player cult thing that's coming out in the... God, I've made this up now. October. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's terrible, yeah. Um, so there's, you know, bits and bobs coming out, I think. I think we're going to get a lot more indie announcements coming out now. So it's, 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 it's looking a bit busy in the autumn. That's quite exciting. Now, James, you had a nice little interesting story. Yeah. I just want you to talk about the... What's going on between oh, Sony, Christ, yeah, Sony and Xbox? Yeah, now I want you to talk about this. <laughs> He's not going to forget this, you know. Tell me about it, James. Tell me about this. Uh, what's going on between Xbox and PlayStation? Well, I mean, only on the basics. Mm. Essentially, the whole Activision Blizzard acquisition kind of like fallout is that it turns out that Sony have apparently been paying developers for blocking rights to stop them from putting their content on Game Pass and other subscription services. Um, and at first, that sounds quite... You think blocking rights? That sounds really bad. But then you know, just in a way saying exclusivity, which everyone's been doing for years anyway. Mm. Um but yeah, so it, it's all kicking off because Sony obviously don't want Microsoft to get, you know, card and all that. They don't want to get the deal through, do they? Because it's yeah. a huge game. Yeah. It's a huge, it'll be a huge point in in this generation. Once that deal goes through, it's up and up for Microsoft. Mm. Surely. Um, but yeah. It, it makes Sony look bad, but I think really it's just a bit of, well, they're all doing it. It happens in most streaming services. You know, you pay your rights to keep it on your platform. So I, I don't really care what they do. <laughs> I put some games. <laughs> what do you think, guys? What do you think, Paul? Anything on this? Anything interesting? Um, I, the one thing that struck me from reading the story that was posted up is why is it happening in Brazil? I mean that just seems odd to me. You'd have thought this would be sort of thrashed out somewhere, um, you know, like America or Japan or something. I'm just, do you know? I mean, it's just a a passing thought, but do you know why Brazil? I know Brazil are quite from from my uh, real world job. Brazil are quite stringent on this kind of stuff. So it might be that they're the ones that are, are taking a bit of a deep dive into. Uh, uh, but do you think it's that Sony think that they'll have the best chance of of winning in this sort of jurisdiction? Then maybe yes. So previously, when we were, I mean, I, my other company made um, set top boxes when I worked for them. That we we had to declare in Brazil that so much of it was was made in brazil the the parts and stuff like that so their their legal system is quite brazil centric and mm. and they're, maybe they're looking as as rightly you can understand I suppose they might be looking at well how will this deal if it goes through directly affect our country okay well that makes sense then i was just curious as to why that was um as regards the actual issue um well, I mean, like James said, it's saying that they're paying to not have games on Xbox. I mean, that's that. Like you said, that is just exclusivity, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, 
I don't really know how I feel about it, to be honest, because mm. Call of Duty isn't something that, that I particularly get hung up on. I'm not a Call of Duty player. so. But obviously, with it being a massive game in the world, you can see that one company having control of it would make the other one sad. But for a long time, hasn't there been early release of content and extra content on the PlayStation? Yeah, I think it's, I think personally, so I think is it's it right. Is just our yeah. grapes then, do you think? No, I think, it, you know, I said before, it's, you know, we, we, we get this impression of these developers and these big players, it's all kind of like cuddly little developers, you know, little indie people in a basement still making, they're major corporations. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. bigger, the biggest corporations than anything else, which is why I think sometimes we get some of the decisions we've had, you know like remasters and all this stuff that, you know, they just want they, their main interest is to their shareholders and getting money. So this kind of activity in, in courts and trying to stop things isn't anything new for a corporation, is it? It's nothing. It makes sense. If I was, a, hmm. if I was McDonald's and Burger King is trying to do something, I'm trying to stop Burger King buying up the rights to milkshakes or something. You know, you're going to do it as a corporation. Cows. Yeah, I think I was going to say cows. I was going to go for cows, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's good. It's interesting. I think it's a bit different than, than just exclusivity rights as well. So whilst I think Sony are happy for games to be multi-platform, they're paying these developers specifically not to put it in Game Pass. They're like, release it, release it on, my, on Xbox, it's fine, but don't mm. make it a part of Game Pass. Mm. I think that's where the the issue more is, where people have are kind of irked a little bit with Sony in this instance. But as a signature, I think that makes complete sense. As a corporation, that's what you do. You're trying to find the best way for your competitor not to do it. It's not they're not doing anything illegal. They're just offering the, a bigger bid. Right, yeah. They're, they're just, yeah, they're not going to. But they can. Anyone can in a kind of open market of that world. They can go. Mm. We'll pay you this if you have that. In your contract, it's not. It's not anything. Yeah, it's not anything shady or behind the books. It's just going to upset people. <laughs> you know, mm. on both sides. It, it, it might not be illegal. Yeah. To use that word, but it seems a bit underhand. But that corporate... you know, just because just because Sony couldn't get its act together and sort out a decent kind of Game Pass alternative, why do they then say, "Well, we'll pay you extra money"? As long as it doesn't go on Game Pass, I mean that just seems like because they can well, exactly, but yeah. yeah, but you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just you know thinking corporations want to have the best interest of the gamer at heart. So maybe I'm a little naive. But, it's not, you it's know, making me angry. It's just making me disappointed. I think that's how. I, mm-hmm. well, that's even worse. Yeah, poor it is disappointed. <laughs> um, right, good. Use the D word. Uh, it's good. But I'm going to move on because we've got a quiz to do and I've got to go Ooh. somewhere and not get run over. Um, so let's do a quiz. <laughs> uh, um, now, this, we're going to do an old-fashioned quiz that we've done before because one of our listeners, Chris, he said on the tweet, why can't you do... I like the quizzes, but why can't you do this type of quiz before? So we're going to go back to an old one. Oh, yeah, yeah poor, poor James. We're going to go back... Our, our listener. <laughs> yeah. We're going, to go, we're going to go back to... Uh, just for a one-off, last time, we're going to go back to going through the Metacritic user guidelines, yeah. people. So what I've got is I've got five games, <laughs> and there's, from the user 
um, the people like the ordinary people who some of them have got some really good insights about gaming. Others might say, I can see the Messiah in my toast, that type of person. So they are <laughs> not all there, some of them. So um, so I've picked a range of these and what these chaps got to do is guess um, over five questions um, for each game. Um, starting with number one, they would get five points if they go to number two, four, three, two, one, down, and they get easier, of course. Yeah, And for a bonus, they get to guess the user, um, the guest user, the, the number they gave the game in Metacritic. All clear? Excellent, yeah. yes. Yeah, James? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. Are we ready for the first oh, one? This, this yeah. is for you, Chris. You best enjoy <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, please enjoy this. Um, it's either that or the Italian game. Now. <laughs> That's next week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, number one. First game. First question. So five points. Are, are we on the buzzer? Or oh, yes. To the buzzers. Per... Yeah. No, you, right, only, cool. and you get one guess. Only one guess. Per clue. Yeah. So let's hear your buzzers. James, let's hear your buzzer. And Paul. Meow. Richard. Great. Um, so number one. Most overrated and most boring game of all time. Game crashes every 15 minutes. The graphics aren't that great. It's overhyped by fanboys. Meow. James. Who was that? Was that James? James, it was James. Yeah. Uh, GTA 5. No. You stole my answer then. Paul. <laughs> um... GTA 4. Good. No. Richard, do you want to have a guess or do you want to move on for five points? Uh, I will guess at Destiny. Mm. No. Um, next one for four points. This isn't stupid laser shooting or furry creatures collecting screws. This is the real business. Depending on your skills, it's maybe hard, but it's accessible and easy. Womp. Paul. Richard. <laughs> is it Destiny 2? No. Meow. Paul. Is it Diablo 3? Mm, no. James, you want to have a guess? James. Uh, is it Gears of War? No. No, it's for three points now. This is probably one of the most stunning games this year. Amazing work and a game to enjoy while you visit the world. Xbox Series X is just on another level. Uh -huh. James. Flight Simulator. Yay, James. Well done. <laughs> Yay, James. <laughs> and the other two were boring, to be honest. Nothing but air and sounds. It's like playing Google Maps. And the last one was training was good for learning, but bush flights is where it's really at. So... Great, James. Now, why don't you all have a guess at what the um, yeah. what the thing is, and then we'll get the nearest one there. So, James, what's your guess first one as you run it? What would the points be? 8.3. Oh, it's an 8.3, Paul. 8.4. And oh. Richard. Oh. Is this user review? Yeah, user reviews, not the actual game, not the critics' reviews. Uh... 8.2. Who is the lowest there? <laughs> Richard. Richard, you got it. It was 7.9. Well done, Richard. Oh. Uh, point for Richard. Sorry, James. Had to do it. Good. Unbelievable. 
<laughs> like a dream come true. <laughs> um, next game. Five points. This game is big garbage. The world is empty. Graphics like from 2013 or 14. Overrated game. Meow. Yeah. Paul. Uh, GTA 5. <laughs> no. Oh. James. No, my sky. Mm, no. Oh, that sounded like a good guess, that did. Mm. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. No, that's a very good guess. Mm. Um, good, for four points. Uh, sorry, before we carry on, can I just clarify? Are, are we looking at games on any platform or are they Xbox only? Mm, yeah, Xbox, they're all on Xbox. Right, There might be multi-platform as well, some of them. Okay. okay, cool. Um, this is probably the best game I've ever played. The open world feels so exciting all the time compared to the standard Ubisoft game. Meow. Paul. Elden Ring. It is Elden Ring. Well done. <laughs> Very good. I thought the Ubisoft game might put you off, but it didn't. Uh, you went straight no. through. Um, next one's our performance issues, network issues at launch make me wonder where all these perfect scores come from. Four, it adds to the experience, honestly, of this awesome Lord of the Rings-like universe. When you kill a boss, you feel like you've earned it, and the last one was best game from From Software so far. So, Paul, what's your... This is your, the user... The, the user. Uh, I'm going to go quite high. I'm going to go 8.6. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard. Uh, eight. Eight. Oh, that's good. Ooh. James, what are you going to go for? 8.1. Richard's got it. It's a 7.7. 7. Oh, oh, nice. Richard. Well done, Richard. Well good done, Richard. Richard. Yeah, it's just by getting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a 9.6 on the Metacritic critical thing, but a 7.7 there. Okay, good. Let's uh, go to the third game. Mm-hmm. I nearly read the title out of the game then. Thanks, God I didn't. <laughs> okay. For five points. The graphics are incredible. The story is great and the characters are interesting. Meow. Paul. I'm going to keep guessing it. Grand Theft Auto 5? No. <laughs> James. Red Dead 2. No. Uh... Dying Light 2. No. For four points. Boring story and not that much gameplay. I played it once and I don't feel like playing it again. Hmm. I always always love these, the way that you can have two completely Mm. opposite views. Um, Meow. Paul. Was it... Destiny 2. No. James. Is it Destiny? No. <laughs> <laughs> if it had been me and you would have fell out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I've got Assassin's Creed Odyssey. No. So I'm going for three points. This is one of my favourite ones now. You know, you know, I said to you about people who see the Messiah in their toast. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Ready? 
Create an account, especially to comment on how terrible this lefty, degenerate, shit interactive movie of a game this is. Wow. James. 12 minutes? No. Oh. <laughs> Womp. Richard. When did it come out? Can you give us that? I'm not giving you that. <laughs> come on. What was it called? Can you tell me that? <laughs> give us the uh, yeah. words. I'll go for The Walking Dead. What was that, Richard? Say again. The Walking Dead. No. Um, I will go for The Wolf Among Us. Oh, no. No. Also, just to let you know, the, the the reviewer also had this comment. It had nothing late, but I had to write it down. It said, Metacredit, learn how to format your mobile site because writing this review is giving me cancer. So that was, <laughs> wow. that's the kind of thing we're dealing with uh, from, My that, goodness. from that guy. Um, okay, for two points. A gripping horror story where it's hard not to play one more character than you planned, one more chapter than you've planned to. The tightly directed story has a nice pace due to alternation. Richard. The quarry. It is the quarry, Richard. Well done. Well done, Richard. Richard's I'd have never got that. I know. And the last one, a big fan of interactive storytelling and FMV since Quantum Dreams for Fahrenheit, especially in the horror category. So, good. Um, Richard's on four, Paul's on four, and James is on three. This is tight. Um, oh. Richard, what's the score? What's our, what's our lovely people giving it? Uh, I'll go 6.9. Paul, what are you going for? I'll go seven. Oh, James. Mm. What did Richard say? Six point nine. <laughs> Are you were higher, Paul? I went to I went seven. Oh, six point eight then. <laughs> <laughs> Richard sandwich. James saw that cop. James, you got it on the money. Six point eight. So it's. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, you don't get a bonus one for that. But very good. Wow, does that make it four? Four all. Now? Yeah, two more games Ooh. to go. This is great. <laughs> all right. Um, next game. First one. Audio video masterpiece. Such a joy to play. Incredible voice acting. James. Destiny. No. <laughs> um, meow. Paul. Oh, uh, Paul. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Uh, is it The Walking Dead? No. Uh, is it Firewatch? No. No. Just think uh, of walking okay. simulators. <laughs> uh, next one. <laughs> I think the creators didn't have any concept and they simply made the game colourful to sell it. Meow. Oh, Paul. No Man's Sky? Oh, no. James? I'm not guessing yet. Oh, okay. You took my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Is it The Last of Us? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Womp. Richard. No, it won't be this, but I'll go for the most colourful game I can think of, which is Viva Pinata. No. James? Oh. Yeah, James. Did you say, can you repeat it? Can you tell me again what it was? Yeah, I think the creators didn't have 
any concept, and they simply made the game colourful to sell it. Hmm. Since it right. mm, That's a good guess, but no. Next one. That was that was the one that just popped into my head. Yeah. On last day. <laughs> anyway. Next one. More of a running stroke music sim than a game in the truest sense of the word. Oh, what is it called? James. Is it the Art for Escape? It is the Art for Escape, James. Oh, oh, the name of it. Oh. Um, oh, James, well done, you robber. The last uh, two things were <laughs> sick, dope, solid, sweet. Want to play awesome riffs while running through psychedelic alien landscapes. And the last one was I caught myself holding down the X button for the majority of the game just to hear the main character do a pretty cool guitar solo. So James yeah. is on seven, Paul on four. I couldn't remember it. James, what's the score? What are you going to go for? What's the score? 8.4. 8.4. Um, Richard? Uh, 7.5. 8.4, 7.5. Um, Paul? Well, I'm going to have to go right in the middle and say 8. Richard's got it. 7.6 is the nearest. Oh, Richard's gone. It's still close. It's all in this last one. Yeah. Oh, it's good. You didn't buzz. Okay. Here's the one. I wasted four hours of my time for nothing. I do not trust this developer again. James? GTA 5. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Meow? Paul? Is it No Man's Sky? No. Uh, Womp. Richard? Is, is it Firewatch? <laughs> no. <laughs> so for four points. I didn't expect such a bad storytelling from this game after all the trailers. Warm. Richard. Uh, a plague tale. No. Meow. Paul. Is it Destiny 2? <laughs> no. <laughs> James. Is it Destiny? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I've got this weird feeling today, Jarvu. <laughs> for three points here, this is a. This is. This put, could put Paul. In the Paul gets it, he gets tied with James. Richard gets it, he goes above. So, great game, good voice actors, stroke music, and an okay story with a weird twist but an unforgettable experience. Womp. Richard. Bioshock Infinite. No. Hmm. Hmm. Can I have the clue again? Yep. Great game, good voice actors, stroke music, and an okay story with a weird twist, but unforgettable experience. Uh James. Red Dead 2. No. Is it... um, Unforgettable experience... Is it Viva Pinata? No. Oh. 
So this is for two points now. So ooh, this is the worst game I've played in a while. On paper, playing through a Groundhog Day type scenario sounds interesting. Oh, James. 12 minutes. 12 minutes, James. Well yeah. done. As soon as you said Groundhog James has done it. Yeah. Um, just, for, oh. just, for, just for fun, what's James, what's the score? I don't care. <laughs> um, uh, 9.4. 9.4. Richard. Six. Six um, and um, Paul. 6.1. 6.1. It's 5.7. So, Richard, you got that. Let's so, scores at the end. James got nine. Richard's got six. And Paul's got four. But very good, gentlemen. Now, let's... Um, what a stupid quiz. <laughs> what a stupid quiz. That's for you, Chris. Um, so, gentlemen, in next week, where, what, are you, what are you looking forward to very quickly? Paul, what about you? Uh, I have got nothing on my calendar except work, work, work. Brilliant. Um, Paul, well, we're going to put this in now. Where can we find you if we need to get hold of you? Um, I am on the Twitters, and my handle is at Xbox Hub Paul. Oh, there you go. And Richard, what are you doing? What are you looking forward to next week? Well, straight after this, a friend and I are going to record some videos for our new YouTube channel, so I'm very oh, much looking forward to that. Oh, Richard, what's this new YouTube channel? We're, look <laughs> we're looking... <laughs> towards video game preservation but rather than just hoarding physical copies we're going to try and play those classic games and put them up on youtube for everyone to enjoy oh, look well that sounds good i'm really looking forward uh, to that. so yeah we're going to start starting putting videos up in a few weeks but straight after this we're going to start recording some so hopefully it goes well Great. are you doing voiceovers and stuff as well yes yeah we are well, right. that'll ruin it then Oh, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Um, um, Richard, if we need to get a hold of you, where would we do that? I am on Twitter and Instagram, and my handle is at Dobbo1912. Great. And James, what about you? What's your next week that you're looking forward to? Um, I'm restarting my career lessons next week. Fantastic. So that'll be interesting. Good. Give up and everything. Um, and I'm looking forward to Richard's new channel. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm looking forward I'm to I'm really that, looking to forward honest. to it. Um, and James, if we need to find you, where can we get you? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at OKUKO. Brilliant. And I'm looking forward to two things. Thanks, thanks, Row and Gamescom. Which we're going to do Gamescom special next week for next Thursday. I think we're going to record after we get a couple of days of stuff. So we're looking forward to that. Um, and you can find me at GB Bright on Twitter and Twitch. But for now, gentlemen, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 